1: Hey guys, welcome back to Beers and Breakevens, brought to you by Bloke in a Bar, the best beer in the country, the beer of Supercage and Blue Wealth Property. We're lucky enough to have one of the big dogs from Blue Wealth Property join us once again. We haven't seen you for a few weeks, mate.
2: Good to see you. You been working out or something? <laughs> no. No? Same. <laughs> weird. Unbelievable. I should be, but no. You've also got an incredibly consistent amount of stubble there. <laughs>
3: He's good at what he does. <laughs> I like to be prepared, mate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How good we have got. Uh, Morts from Blue Wealth Property joining us, mate. And uh, tomorrow, a pretty big day for Blue Wealth. Mate, it is. Uh,
3: yeah, our, our seminar in the office, rent vesting. Um, numbers are looking good. So we've still got a few spots available. Love to see a few of the uh, beers and break-evens followers uh, out there. Uh, I think there might even be a couple already um, coming along. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward to it, mate.
1: We've already had a few that have signed up. Obviously, the link is in the description, guys. So if you are keen for tomorrow night... Make sure you go and hit that. Mention beers and break-evens. You can be at Sydney Olympic Park <laughs> at 6.30pm yep. at Blue Wealth Property Headquarters or you can jump online for the webinar. One of our favourite words, Timmy. Yeah, webinar. Webinar, yeah. Webinar.
2: Yeah, by nature, by name, it's, mate, it's a belter. Hard to beat.
1: Yeah, and mate, what what can people expect there? Uh, mate, so same a
3: couple of weeks ago, rent vesting. It's basically showing people how you can rent where you want to live, buy where you can afford. Very hard to save save a deposit for you know to, to live where you want to live mm-hmm. um, particularly in sydney so it's just flipping the great australian dream on its head you know uh, our parents taught us save your money go and buy a property pay it off and, and then go from there but um just basically th- a, a new way to get in the property market um that is really going to become a well it, it already sort of is becoming a you know a more common way for people to start investing
1: yeah, and Tim was saying a few weeks ago he wanted to move down to the gong and I want him to move down there too. I want to get rid of him So I actually brought him a place down there over the last few weeks. So how good's that?
2: Yeah, I'm just trying to get as far away from you as I can, mate. We might have to start doing these via link, via video link and mate, it's just the best of both worlds. We don't have to talk to each other in person. I don't have to see you. don't have to smell you. It's just a great option. Everyone wins. Everyone, Everyone wins. kicks a
1: goal. How good. <laughs> Morts, mate, we know you've got a run. We thank you for joining us once again, 6.30pm tomorrow night. Can't miss stuff, right? Done. Thanks, done guys. looking forward to it. We'll Cheers, See you at one soon, too. Yeah, we will be along to one. 38th. For sure. Thanks for coming in, mate. Awesome. See you, guys. All right. Mortz. he has come and gone. One of the champions of all time. Make sure you reach out to Blue Wealth Property. That's tomorrow night, 6.30, rent vesting. Make sure you're there on the webinar or at Sydney Olympic Park out there at Blue Wealth headquarters. Now, we've obviously got Blue Wealth Property, got Bloke and a bar major sponsors, but this week's podcast is also brought to you by
2: the great Jack White and deciding that he doesn't want to live in a shithole. Tim, welcome back. Good to have you back, Guru. Yeah, no, I've really missed you that last week and a bit or whatever it was. It was sad to see you go, so... What about the two chuckling heads here last week? <laughs> good God! <laughs> Mate, There were petitions started, Guru out, Waterboy in, for permanency, and don't worry, it's going to happen. We're going to make it happen.
1: I got a message from a bloke last week who said, Jeez, Matty seems like a good bloke, but fuck, his voice is annoying. And I said, I said, mate, he's not even a good bloke. He's fucking overrated. He's a hack.
2: Yeah. Then I chimed in and said, you've got the wrong bloke, mate.
1: <laughs> but Maddie, the water boy, uh, we love having him. Tim more so than me. Uh, but do you reckon
2: we'll get him on again this year? He's good. He's good value, Maddie, and he also plays himself down and plays his knowledge down and his super ability down. I'm like Maddie, you know, more than just about anyone else here. Like maybe not the intricacies of super coach, but a good footy head will go well at super coach. Especially if you're being steered in the right direction by you know certain people around you, so which you know all about, Guru.
1: He is one of the keenest footy heads in the world, isn't he? Yeah, and the switched Waterboy. on. Switched on, yeah. So shout out to Matty. We will uh, we will drag him back on here at some point. Not that he needs an invite. He can just yeah, show up whenever exactly. he wants the water Pretty much boy. runs
2: bloke in the bar. Like, people reckon it's Kempy behind it all, but it's Matty the Waterboy's brand, isn't it? It's Matty the Waterboy by a country <laughs> mile, the king. So yeah, we, uh, we made big
1: promises of... Uh, the great Tommy Sangster, he wasn't able to make it. And we had the great Copes, he couldn't make it. Two so late
2: withdrawals, yeah. Uh, two genuinely legendary fellas, Sangster and Copes, so... Uh, whether it be beers and break, even to all the SC Payback podcast, that they, they'll be on again by season's end. So, looking forward to getting me on. But, yeah, they, they were late withdrawals. So, Maddie the Waterboy stepped up to the plate.
1: And shout-out to Maddie the Waterboy. He was strapping his boots up to play Ron Massey Cup last Wednesday and then got the 11th hour call mm. to come up. Sean Timmons like unreal. <laughs> all right. Now, <laughs> this week's a shit fight. Oh. Absolute fucking shit fight. Yeah. I... Uh, I I think it just is what it is. We don't have team lists yet. We don't have lockout yet. Uh, you're going to have to uh, sort of make your own decisions this week. We'll guide you in a general direction, but we don't have team lists in front of them. We don't have them yet. Mm. You guys will probably have them this afternoon. I think that by the time this goes live, they would have just about
2: mm. come
1: out. So, um, yeah, you're going to have to take it out of autopilot this week and make some of your own decisions, Yeah, eh?
2: imagine that. Until we've got the... <clears throat> So, weird week, obviously, with Anzac Day yesterday and the two games of 40, meaning Supercoach won't unlock till... It could happen a lot. <clears throat> it should with a bit like happen during the show at some point. <clears throat> can, you tell, can you tell us Anzac Day oh, yesterday? Oh, how good. Oh. Fucking talk. Yeah, Jesus. So yeah, if you want to uh, question our commitment to this podcast, coming off Anzac Day, 8am in the morning, recording the podcast, three podcasts happening today, so... <laughs> It is, as you said, Guru, it's a shit show, but we're here. <laughs> I think I need subtitles, just yeah. quietly. Um, and, mate, you, you were a little bit crook yourself last week, too. Yeah. Your own just, little flu pod. Yeah, my own little, it ended up being the spicy cough. So, Ooh. yeah, apologies to anyone. I wonder mate. where you got that from. Yeah. Oh, Would have sh- the wedding of weddings. Some shit wedding I went to on the Friday <laughs> night before. So, yeah, mate, that was a genuine flu pod having the spicy cough. So, I was a bit sunk at the back end of the week there, but coming off the, the back end of that. And, yeah, as you said, it's. It'll be a fun podcast because we're, you know, winging it to a degree in the fact that we don't have team lists. SC Playbook podcasts will record tonight, so we'll have them by then. But I also think it's a great opportunity to, because we do normally record this two days after, you know, lockout happens and we have team lists and we've had a good look at our trades. We're going to give our (coughs) our thought processes on, Basically, when we go into our teams, all right? What are the problem areas? What trades do we look at making? What could change with team this? So I think it'd be a bit of fun uh, in doing it that way.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I'm actually, uh, as we said, we sort of we're not completely winging it today, but we are just more so a bit of shit chat. So mm. this is a real coffee chat. Yeah, I today. wonder
2: if um, wonder if anyone jumped on your advice and got on Isaac Tungo for his back-to-back 35s and, and then got injured and gone for two and a half months. I'm surprised you showed up this week. Yeah, uh, Isaac
1: Tungo is an interesting one where uh, we're hearing that it could be up to... We're hearing it's four weeks, but then I'm hearing from other people that it uh, it could be more, <laughs> it could be heaps fucking less. Shout-out to Butterman Thor, sponsoring the podcast once Jeez, they've again. they've done some
2: heavy lifting this for season. For the 10th week in
1: a row. Um, so, yeah, an interesting one there with Isaac Tungo. And obviously, I think that Panthers teamless Tuesday... Today is going to be very, very interesting. They've uh, rested a number of guys in the South Wales Cup, including Jack Cogger, which is terrifying. Uh, Chris Smith, uh, Luke Garner. So, uh, My mail is that you will see Scotty Sorensen get rested. And I think if they had it their way, they would probably rest Zach Hoskin, but I'm not sure if they can afford to. So mm. an interesting one there. And I think the two names that we will be talking about, I think the first one will be Tommy Jenkins, who's a Penrith Panthers junior. He made his debut last year against the Cowboys. Uh, played one, I think he's played one game so far this year. Maybe not, maybe it was a trial. Not but this year,
2: mate. Possibly not this last year.
1: year. He played a game against the Cowboys yeah. last year. His debut. A guy that I really like. Very, very talented. He can play centre or wing. Ivan Cleary's been experimenting in reserve grade. You know, he's a... He's traditionally a centre who's been playing wing. Uh, Jordan, uh, sorry, Jesse McLean is a winger <coughs> who's been playing centre. Tyron Peach has been playing every position under the sun. So, Ivan, he certainly is getting his squad ready for the origin period and for any situation that could come his way in the back end. So, yeah. interesting few months for Penrith. And um, if it is true and they do rest guys this week, I think it is just worth noting. I think a lot of people are saying, oh, the disrespect to the Tigers. Three grand finals in a row. Three Origin series in a row. They're coming off a World Cup. Haven't really seen a team in this sort of a position before. So (laughs) I wouldn't say it's disrespectful to the Tigers. Um, In fact, if there's any team that I think Ivan would love to fucking give it to, it would probably be the Tigers. Um, I just think that this is a side that is well coached and well managed and they, they know that it's the last month that matters.
2: Yeah, and you mentioned Nathan Cleary, for example, Obviously, he didn't kick goals last week. Could Stephen Crichton kick goals. So, obviously, a uh, very minor, but some sort of groin niggle there or something going on. So, you know, why not rest him if you've got the opportunity? Good luck to him to put himself in that position to be able to do that. <clears throat> really interesting week of trades last round. <laughs> I mentioned sort of basically that through the entire week that my second trade, one trade was going to be Reuben Garrett coming in, but my second trade was being kept completely fluid because it was around that next cheapie to come in. Initially, I wanted it to be probably Hayes Dunster, <clears throat> yep. Dunstar was out Simonton in Sweet No I us move on to my Probably my next option Drell Skelton Skelton didn't creep into that size expected Boom Third option Jade Croker Welcome to the Cooma Stallions So Even last night Because Croker and the Raiders Were on the bye <clears throat> Had the opportunity To really trade Make that Finalise that trade Up until the end of the Or start of the final game of The round being The Warriors and Storm And you split me a message Around Tungo Saying that might be out For a while I was like Oh I was like McLean Jenkins, Do i just go really early on him and just do a potential masterstroke or a potential, like, absolute disaster. There just wasn't enough solid word around, but I'll just stick with Toots. Croke comes in, kick a few goals for me, happy days. Speaking of,
1: Joe Croker, he also came <coughs> into the Blurst of Hines this week. Uh, he he was, did? Yeah, he did. He came in, so a
2: trade that I never thought I'd do again, but uh, happy to bring him in. There wasn't. Look, we needed to free up cash, yep. and there wasn't a lot of great options. So a lot of people were moving on. Someone like Khan Pereira, I think Goggs, he busted out another fifteen or so. Uh, moving someone like him on to a gun dub, generally being Garrick or Manu, and we needed to free up the cash. Yep. And there was just no standouts last week. So hopefully uh, Croak can deliver. My uh, my trades <laughs> last week ended up being: I brought in Manu, I brought in Madison,
1: and I brought in Jared Croker. So pretty high. Was How very. Uh, how many have I got left? How many have you used? Uh, I think three. That's right. Yeah. So uh, happy with how that's going. I've got, it's a question that we've got later, but I've got 32 trades left. How many have you got left?
2: I have got, yeah, 32 as well. And Sweet. I've used two boosts. Okay. Which is pretty good. Because one thing, like the Spy used his fifth, fifth boost on the weekend. Very aggressive approach. And as I said, I've... I understand using them early, especially if your team's needed it and the, the weeks have warranted it, but not only are you using the opportunity to use your boost later on, but you're still burning through extra trades early on in the year. So uh, to, I think to have 32 trades left at this point is pretty good compared to a lot of other coaches out that I'm happy with that. Do you know how many trades Spy has left? Oh, I think maybe like 28 or 9. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I said five boosts, so there's five plus one. Wow.
1: Yeah, right, okay. Um, yeah, let us know in the comments how many trades you got left, how many booths have you got left. Very interested to hear how you guys are travelling if you're on a similar path to us. I uh, I had a few people that commented last week or the week before saying that how, how do you have so many trades? I didn't realise that
2: we'd actually saved a few in comparison, yeah. so... Well, um, it's because we weren't... I mean, you've used three booths now, but it wasn't not so much... Like, I don't think either of us traded round one or after round one. Yep. So they haven't made too many, like, saved trades... But because we haven't boosted as much as a lot of people, we've probably saved him in that instance.
1: Yep. Yeah, I just one one more thing I just thought of that I forgot to mention when we were talking about the Penrith Panthers and their team list coming up. Um, I think there's a good chance that Sonny Luke could be rested this week too. So there is a world where we could all be without a hooker, Harry Grant, Sonny Luke. Why would Sonny be rested? Uh, I think that hamstring's playing up again. Uh, the way it was described to me the other day is a chronic hamstring. So uh, this has always been a problem with Sonny Luke. He's incredibly talented. You all know I rate him very highly, but there's a reason why he's only played 60 or yeah. 70 New South Wales Cup games that is it is because of injury. So um, just brace yourself because there is a chance that Harry Harry Grant's obviously on the bye this coming yeah. weekend. So you might be running without
2: a nine. So. so this is good. So that's the point I mentioned before about – talking through our trade plans on the fly and we're basically going to go through our teams and present our options and what we're thinking. We'll be doing this shortly, but like that's gonna that changes things straight away.
1: And once again, you guys will have team lists. We do not, so you'll have more information than us. But um, yeah, that's sort of where we're at. Mm. What do you want to do here? Do you want to go into full chat or do you want to talk about our trades
2: and what we're thinking this week? Let's... Uh Let's talk about the trades we're thinking because I think fullbacks will, will tie into that quite well. Yeah, okay. We can start with fullbacks, mate. <laughs> so. How'd you go last week, by the way?
1: I did well last week. Uh probably had one of my better weeks in a while, 1,160, so. Good week. Yeah, very good week. What'd you get? I was 1089,
2: so. Mate, I'm sorry, did I miss lockout ending?
1: No, i don't
2: give a fuck there you <laughs> go enjoy that how's this like playing by his own rules thank you i could have 80 points or 90 points in updates i know by you the could knowing you having... you actually could too uh, all right yeah speaking of isaiah katoa not getting that try assist please bullshit fucking bullshit i had to play if him his him.
1: name was isaiah cleary he'd be shit in for
2: oh it. i um i played him at 5-8 this week I was watching the game at halftime. I was pretty worried. And then he had, a, I mean, like the rest of the Dolphins, had a massive crack in the second half. Had that try, assist went, you beauty, we're looking at, you know, a comfortable sixty sixty five plus. They gave it to him, then stripped it off him and gave it to you and Aiden for the tip on it. It's like...
1: Oh, I could be wrong as well, but I can't remember which try it was, but Ben Hunt last night, mm. he was given a try assist and then mid-game they changed it back to a try contribution.
2: Yeah, I was uh, so I was about um, ten pints of Guinness. So I mean ten pints of bloke down at the time and I all uh, yeah. And uh so I I you know I was watching the game but I was more just focusing on whatever Joey Manu did. Not the intricacies of the supercoach scores. Uh Manu whilst we're on him, <laughs> scary playing five eight there. Yeah, isn't he? Yes. Interesting only thir- thirteen runs, which for an, any five eight's like it's a fair few. But for Manu, who are used to playing five eight and having thirty eight runs uh, but he's terrifying, isn't he? Those 13 runs, though, like, there is an
1: offload or a tackle break yeah. in just about every single one of them.
2: Not only him. Well, fortunately, he did bring him in. But um, not only a Joey Martin when he's playing at 5'8 or fullback, you can't watch the game. Horr- horrifying.
1: Especially when he's playing against St. George, who mm. we all know. Do you remember that game last year? No, I think it was. The onslaught? I think it was away that weekend. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, mate. So, Trades this week what are you sort of leaning towards what what, what are you thinking
2: so let's it'll be a vener- very general chat about it and let's start with fullbacks tommy traboevich expected to get named at fullback today so whether or not he plays will obviously have a, b- a big impact on the decision on whether we're holding or selling uh, i got a bit of mail that ruben garrick will play center which i don't love for his super catchy output but not the end of the world Obviously got the nice matchup with the Titans. So there are a lot of factors here around Tommy Truboevich and fullbacks that will dictate trades this week. The, the one thing about Tommy Turbo is, first he plays the Titans at Brookie, so it's a great matchup. Obviously looks hampered, but if he plays, they can't be too concerned about him, you mm. would think. The other one is that I had him earmarked as a sell before Origin because he'd missed round 13 due to Origin and then round 14 mainly on the bye. Plus there's every chance he gets rests after Origin 2 and 3. But he's also the kind of bloke that if he's not 100%, which he doesn't look like he is, he could absolutely go to Brad Fittler and say, look, mate, I'm not, not at my best. Um, I need to focus on me and you get myself right. Give it to someone else who's fit and firing a spot. And there's a million centers you could go to or wingers, fullbacks, wherever you want to for the Blues. So Tommy Chawoich could be available around 13 for Supercoach, which changes everything. For sure.
1: 100% mm. it does. Um, he looks so far from 100%. Mm. At the moment uh, That was a very Tough watch the other day I obviously didn't Captain him or anything So I kind of enjoyed Watching him not go berserk But I think there is a real world Where you're spot on And he does play Round 30
2: Yeah If you don't have him Tough You'll be getting him Before round 13 I think If you don't own him By that time So So I'm just on the fence And like let's say as I, I expect him to get Named today not, not guaranteed, But I'm expecting him to And then you look at Reese Walsh, who... Look, he got 38 on the weekend. There was a down week coming. It had to happen. He'd gone bonkers all season. But he's at top dollar. He's not probably going to get any higher in price. He was one that I... The Broncos have a tough draw coming up. Mm. I was willing to sell and cash in for, say, someone like James Tedesco. But also, I'm thinking that with... You know, Caelan Pongenbach, I think he's the, the Maroons' number one, provided he's fit and good to go. So I think Walsh is probably available around 13 for us as well. So I'm tempted just to hold both of them to 13 now. But where do you sit on it? Yeah, I
1: I seriously considered selling Walsh two weeks ago, Mm. just watching this draw coming and everything. I'm glad I didn't, despite the, you know, not the great score this week, but the week before that, I think he scored scored 100 again. So uh, I was happy to hold, but now I do want to get rid of him. I also think that Reese Walsh is a serious chance to be that Queensland 18th man still. Mm. I reckon he's a serious chance to take that. So I, I'm i very – I think this is a classic we'll know what was the right call when we look back in six weeks' time because yeah. it is a complete and utter guessing game. And I do think that if you do guess it right, you're flying. And for all the planning and everything we can do, KP could get concussed getting into his car tomorrow and miss Oregon. <laughs> and all of a sudden, Reese Walsh is the fullback. For three games there, and we're completely fucked all over again.
2: Yeah, so th- that's what I mean. It, it makes it, <laughs> and and that's what I mean. Like if that does happen, by the time he gets to we get to round thirteen, that first major bike, origin one, because of the tough draw coming up, he might lose 150k by then. Rich Walsh, he might not. He might keep turning up, happy days, but. Yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure. And then you look at a trade-in target, someone like Teddy, who looks like a pretty good guy now, who's around that 600k mark, very, very cheap. The Roosters have a nice few games coming up leading into Origin. They play Penrith there at one stage, but <laughs> in and around that, pretty nice. But then you think, Ted will be unavailable in three major buy rounds, and then just a red-hot chance of getting rested around the Origin period by the Roosters, especially when you've got Marnu and Suwali, who can both slot into fullbacks so easily. So... I'm tempted by Teddy, but, like, I don't know. Like, do you do you cash in Walsh, a bloke who's fit and firing and the Broncos are killing it? Or do you trade in Tommy Turbo under an injury cloud, but, like, you know, near bottom dollar for what Tommy is capable of with a nice Titans match-up? Yeah. Do you pay up for Latrell Mitchell at over 900K on a tear, but also, again, origin looming, Another bloke who's a chance of getting rested in around that origin period. So he'll miss a lot of games. I believe he misses around the three major buy ins, 13, 16, 19. And then I think the bunnies have the buy, it might be around 20. So I know that's looking a fair way ahead, but he's missing a lot of yeah, action. They,
1: they, they've got to buy around 25, the bunnies. Around 25. Yeah, because it's in my Supercoast strategy. And round finals. 20. And round and 20, 20. And, 20,
2: and 20, round yeah. 20. Okay. So, you know, at the, he'll, Luttrell will be missing. Round 19 and round 20. Again, that's a fair way ahead. He can do a lot of damage in that time, but also missing round 13, round 16. So, like, what are your thoughts on fullback? Because there are a lot of different avenues we can go. Yeah, just on Caelan uh, Ponga too, obviously we mentioned that if he's
1: fit, he'll be the fullback for Queensland, we both assume. So he he's actually got a buy between now and Origin. So he's only got to get through three games. Yeah. Parramatta which will actually be there this weekend. Nice little segue. We had a giveaway last week, um, and we, we think we're waiting for lockout to ensure what Clint Gutherson's score actually was. Uh, but we have got a few winners of that, so I will be randomising those, and I'll be announcing the two winners on social media this week. So uh, we might have scheduled that giveaway in the most chaotic week. Of all time, oh Supercoach-wise, for announcements. So uh, stay tuned on social media for that. Uh, those those two winners will be joining me and Timmy next Friday, 6pm at Combank Stadium. I can't fucking wait. That's hey, going to
2: be unreal. Mate, we, we took the piss last weekend, but it, like, are you going to be allowed near Jermaine Hopgood? <laughs> <laughs> That's dangerous, and you know it is. It's ABO territory. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, stay tuned for those guys. Uh, as far
1: as fullbacks for me, mate, I am... I was really hoping that I would show up today and you would maybe convince me on what to do here because <laughs> I have no clue whatsoever. I love what Luttrell is doing at the moment, but does miss a lot of footy over the next few mm. weeks.
2: Um, over nine... Like, you look at Latrell at over 900k, then you look at Teddy at 600k. 300k swing, that is huge. Huge. Yeah,
1: 100%. Um, mate, what about... like, And I'm only looking at, like, <coughs> buys sort of stuff, how many games he plays.
2: What about Guffo? I just wouldn't probably want to do it until round 13. I I like, I think Gutho will be a very, very solid option around the bye period. I just want to wait until. So, what did he have? Three weeks on the trot 71, 74, 75, and then 86, I think it was, on the weekend. So, going well. He's had one score under 62 this season it was a 37 against Penrith. In that game, he based 35. Pretty freaking solid, isn't he? Worth considering. So, look, uh, what have they got? The Knights this week will be at it. Into the Titans, into the Raiders. It's a good draw. Uh, he's just hard to trust, though, isn't he? Not so much hard to trust because he's so, he's so reliable for that anywhere from 60 to 80. I just want that 150-plus ceiling that Latrell and Teddy and a few of these fullbacks do offer. But... Look, probably one more for round 13 for me, but hard to knock what he's doing.
1: I'll tell you what What would have been really <clears> nice and juicy, which I was hoping there was a hope for last week when I heard the news. I was hoping that uh, Roger Tulbasa-Shek might have been effective immediately. And <laughs> welcome in. In you come, Imagine. kid. Imagine. Would have been unreal. Oh. It's popping off in the draft chat. We, we, we thought for a moment there that Roger Tulbasa-Shek was going to be added to the waiver. Would have been fucking chaos. Oh, my goodness.
2: Would have been unreal. So... Yeah, just going through any other fullbacks, Nick Meaney on a tear. He's so good. Um, Yeah, like no one else out of the main ones we've we've sort of said. A little cheeky old AJ Brimson there. Holy shit! Speaking of good, what a gun. Yeah, he's especially in first halves of games. Such a good football. So 578k just having a look at the draw but are we ruling
1: AJ is it is, are we sure AJ is not going to play origin at all
2: No I I'm not sure of it uh the Titans have the buy in round 13 so there's probably no real use in going early but people looking at Dylan Brown for 13s five 58 I was going to say AJ but he could play how I many could play origin like if, Yeah as it stands it's a KP spot to lose Yeah
1: what about uh I know he's never been you know, super, super catch relevant, but it uh, doesn't play round thirteen, obviously. But he plays round sixteen. Dill Edwards won't be missing for Origin, be there and thereabouts.
2: Pretty fucking consistent. Seven hundred and eighty k prior to obviously lockout ending, averaging seventy six. The other reason why I like him during that Origin period
1: is like, granted, a lot of their guns will be out, but that'll almost be his team. Assuming yeah, that he'll
2: he'll do everything. He'll do everything. He'll do a lot. So maybe. Yeah, there's some real flyers. So look, if I was giving my if I'm giving my thoughts right now, heading into the week, I'm probably thinking I hold Tommy Turbo. It's funny how quickly this game can change, but if Tommy Turbo's named and plays this week against the Titans, put it this way, man, are coming second. They've got Kao Weeks who can play fullback, they've got Ruben Garrick who can play fullback. If he plays, they're not too worried about him. And he get to match up at home against the Titans. So If he plays, I'll probably hold Tommy Turbo. I can see why you would sell Reese Walsh, but I just think there's probably other areas that I'd prefer to address than him. It's also an awkward week with the the storm on the buy. So myself, like I've got Harry Grant, Christian Welch, Ellie Katoa. So people might be a little bit short as well. Uh, At this stage, I'll be holding Walsh and Tommy Turbo. That's my thoughts. Just having a look at the ladder, as you said, Manly are
1: coming second, and this is something I saw on Twitter earlier today. I don't know who it was. So apologies for that, but Manly are coming second. They've had four wins. Canterbury are coming sixteenth. They've had three wins. A good to hear. As far as buys draws, obviously that impacts yeah, yeah. those that 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 stat. But that is phenomenal. Yeah. That's just out just of this so world. So exciting! Yeah, it is an unreal comp at the Great moment. Great season. Um, so yeah, look, guys, we're. We're obviously waiting for Teamless Tuesday. We want to know who's playing this weekend before we we tell you who our trades are, I'm sure. And I would highly advise this week, I'm sure you all do every single week, but I think Playbook this week is a must-listen, without a fucking doubt.
2: Thanks, mate. Yeah, that's it. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll be recording tonight about 6 o'clock or so. Um, I'll be asleep at the bar by that time just for something different, but... So, then it is a must listen. Yeah, to absolutely, absolutely nice must. Listen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So, yeah, obviously, it'll be updated by then. And again, there'll be content going out over the next couple of days before, you know, kick off Thursday night. So, we'll, we'll be right.
1: We'll be right, mate.
2: Can I ask you, mate? Uh, I brought in Ryan Madison last week. Is he a guy that you're
1: targeting at the moment? We've got a fair few questions about him over the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, last
2: couple of days. And what, he scored about 59 or 59? 59, I think it was. I think 59 it was. this week, mate. Rock solid. Absolutely. Yeah. Great, great plan. They're continuing on with, you know, the the trade, potential trade chat. I've got Ellie Katoa there who, look, I was more than happy to hold, but it sort of worked out all right in the sense that I believe it was a Cat 1 HIA he got last night, so that was an absolute ball breaker for owners. Yep. But, like, I was happy to hold him for sort of going forward, but now the buy this week, set to drop some cash, there's a, the chance to go to someone like Ryan Madison. So... Yeah, I, I can't knock him as a buy at all. Have you got Hopgood still? Yeah, he becomes very interesting now that Regan Cameron Gillard's going to miss some footy. Yeah, and Junior Borlo will miss over Origin. Yeah, I'm so content with Hopgood. So am I. Like he got 43 on the weekend with a Simbin, sim and he just again he just looks good. Yeah, and and I've mentioned it a few times, but because he is around that mid 500k mark, he's not a 700k where you flip him and. Make even cash. I'm like, he's not going to get much lower than this price wise. Plays that put it this way I think people will be trading him back in come around 13.
1: I think so as yeah. well. And I think that during that period, he is one injury or one in game HIA from playing 70-80 exactly. minutes. Yeah, he's looking
2: at a great school. Yeah, so I'm happily holding Hopgood. Hasn't really panned out for him terrifically the last couple of weeks, <laughs> but he won't be leaving my side. And happy to have him there. Mate, so, yeah.
1: We got to see for the first time last weekend, Josh Schuster. I didn't get to watch this game super closely, but from what I did see, wasn't overly impressive. Uh, I think he scored 22-odd or something along
2: those lines. This is who Josh Schuster is, though. It's pretty unflattering, mate. Like, he... he, We know what he's capable of. He just... Like, seems to roll the sleeves up, do a bit of the dirty work, take a few more runs, take the line on a little bit more. That being said, he was coming back from injury. He'd missed three or so weeks of footy. He will improve with every game as the, the match fitness comes back. So, look, I'm happy, happy to own him. But, I mean, if he's scoring 22 against the Tigers, you, you'd be very reluctant to be playing him in his 17s. I think as well, the other thing I do like
1: about Schuster is that duel. Mm. I think 5 a bit of a shit fight at the moment. It and is. I, it is going to come in handy at some point to have that duel to be able to move him around. Mate, the last guy I want to mention before we move on from guys this week and whatnot, our boy Val Holmes. How oh, fucking good. That try. <laughs>
2: oh.
1: I, I, I'm pretty sure I heard you talk about it on Bloke last week, but just use him properly. Give him early ball. Better the centre, earlier they get the ball. Let him go.
2: Why isn't he roaming? Yeah. Like... So this, their attack is so reliant On Scott Drinkwater Being brilliant at the moment And fortunately he's doing that Because Speaking of guns Scotty D But Just get Val To take some pressure off Drinkwater And the halves And get him roaming around Get him like Get him playing As a second fullback And I think it's only A matter of time Before <coughs> Peyton has to do that With Val Holmes And Look he's averaging 65, 70 odd Scratching the surface yep. Tunned up on the weekend Man he looks good
1: now, before we uh, do move on, I just want to give a little shout-out to some of the junior reps running around this weekend. We've got the Harold Matts and SG Ball Grand Final. And, uh, mate, the Newcastle Knights and junior football is not bad, playing in the Harold Matts and the SG Ball Grand Final. The Newcastle Knights are very impressive. Uh, in the Harold Matthews, you've got the Newcastle Knights taking on the Canterbury Bulldogs. I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen a stack of both of those sides, so I don't have much to touch on. But the SG Ball, Knights taking on the Parramatta Eels, I think you've got a few... Proper superstars of the future there. First one, the Knights fullback, Fletcher Sharp. Uh, Little Ryan Pappenhausen clone, Timmy. From haircut to ball playing, just speed. He is pappy all over. Fletcher Sharp. Very, very talented little, young guy. Little Sharpie. Little Sharpie. Uh, I think he's a guy you can see in first grade pretty soon. The other one is one that I am very, very confident he plays first grade and he could be a guy that plays for 10 years. He's the lock forward, the skipper for the Knights. He actually came from the Parramatta Eels, now playing for Newcastle against Parramatta in the grand final. Miles Martin, who's a lock forward. Uh, very Isaiah Yoey. Mm. Similar body shape.
2: Very Yowie.
1: Very Yowie. <laughs> so, some guys to watch there for Newcastle. Two guys that I am very, very confident you see in first grade uh, over the next few years. For the Parramatta Eels. a few guys to watch. Obviously, got the younger brother of Will Pensini, Richard. He's playing centre. Partnering him as a kid, Blaise Talangi, who was actually a halfback 5'8 last year. To me, I froth a ball player that moves to centre. Absolutely love it. And this kid's very, very talented. You've also got the hooker. Uh, he is Matthew Arthur, the younger brother of Jacob Arthur, the youngest son, I believe, of, of course, Brad Arthur. Oh, he'll be so, on the bench for the Eels in no time. No time, yeah. Uh, and then in the back row, you got the skipper of Parramatta, very talented guy as well, Charlie Geimer. So a heap of guys to keep an eye on in that game. If you are keen, Leichhardt Oval this Saturday. I might even venture out there, Timmy. I'd would think there'd be no doubt that you'd be I think out there's out a seat it, that mate. says Guru on it an A1. So Right <laughs> next to Gus there. Gould. But if you do get a chance to get out there, there are a few guys that I know we're going to be talking about over the next few years. They will be cheapies very, very soon that we'll be very excited about. Mm. So I
2: need to touch on there. Just quickly, move, uh, before we move on from trade plans, a, a big one, there'll be a lot of questions around it going through the rest of the week, is that hooker spot. Harry Grant on the buy, <laughs> if Sonny Luke's out, Running without a hooker. Yeah. So... It's like an average bucks party. Yeah. So, I mean, you, there'd be between... There'd be every chance you're copying an AE of about 20 there. Not ideal. Do you look... Look, Harry Grant will miss the three major origin weeks. I expect him to play reduced minutes at the periods, if not get a rest over that period. Do you cut ties with Grant early? I know he's coming off a ton, but... It might be time. The problem is... Who do you go to? <laughs> yeah. Like, I... I, I <coughs> At the price Ticking along really nicely I like Damien Cook But he could be the Blues Number 9 Marshall King Maybe he's Going along rock solid Reed Marnie's Hit the skids Reece Robson's going okay Like there's not There's not really anyone there No nah, Brandon Smith to, Not going that, well was, enough I don't think Yeah
1: So it, And I think Hooker's only going to get Harder and harder Over the years too
2: mm. How many minutes did the Cheese get yesterday? I'll have a look now. I think he played decent minutes, Cheese, but I just, I don't
1: know. I'm just.
2: I like him if he's got the minutes. He's just, it looks like he, he'll probably be in that 50 minute role for them. Mm. So, as I said, there's no one really standing. It's, it's an interesting uh, period of supercoach yeah, about which way we played 73 minutes yesterday.
1: Was there any HIAs or anything? Or were they all, I mean, yeah. Angus was playing, S- Satili was playing, all sort of guys playing less than minutes. So, I wonder Angus if. Angus played
2: 63 minutes. It's a good and He played 63, did he, I yeah. guess?
1: Yeah, right. Mm, interesting. I, I think that it is just also worth noting that, you know, today's probably been a pretty negative podcast because there is just so much shit going on, but everyone's in the same boat as well. Oh, so I'm sure everyone's team. looking at their team going, oh my God, I'm fucked. So many people are in the same boats. I mean... Neither of us are Payne Haas owners. We haven't even mentioned that. So people could be without a hooker. Yeah. People could be without Payne Haas this week. Um,
2: On a week where a lot of people own Christian Welch. Yeah. Who's on the line. Of course, yeah. People could literally be coming into this week. We mentioned hooker. Yeah. We could be short of front row, like a decent front row as well. There is a
1: world where people could be coming into this week (laughs) with the only hooker and front row they have being David Oh, Very tough gig. Yeah. Very, very tough. Tough Uh, week. Tough week. All right. Uh should we dive into some questions, mate? Yeah, hook in. Okay. So I got um I got one of our very keen listeners and our our producer down there, Mitchy, to send in a couple of questions just about his team. So I mm. thought that I would just go through these. His first one, interesting. I'm sure a lot of people are in this boat. What am I doing with Reed Marnie? hasn't been scoring great, but doesn't play origin. Uh, this is one that I'm glad I avoided. Reed Marnie for me is starting to fit into that. Cooper Cronk looks mad on the field. Mm. Just doesn't score Super Coach points. What would be your advice to Reid Marniunas?
2: Well, probably for the reasons we just mentioned before, like he's dropped to a you know mid five hundred k, and we don't really know like what's the play at hooker. You're not going to upgrade to Harry Grant, certainly not this week because of of the buy. Like, who do you go to? I think he's not going. I know he's had a couple of ordinary weeks in a row, but I don't think he's going to let you down too bad. And, like, he's base, basing early 40s, which isn't the best. It's only okay. I think you just hold. I like, think you just hold, yeah. So there's not a lot of value in the trade. I don't know who you move him to. Maybe you, you make the play and just go to, like, Marshall King. Um, I think he's a, a reluctant hold, at least for another week, like... There's probably a lot of people, any owners who do, anyone who does have money, probably is running uh, running Harry Green as well. In which case, he's on the buy, so you'll need money this week. So I think it's just reassess for another week. Hopefully, there will be some like 80, 90, potentially even a ton in him. Hopefully, he gets that inject some price and hold on.
1: Fingers crossed. I do think it will be interesting. Obviously, well, the rumors are that uh, our boy Carl Olawapu mm. could be coming in for Canterbury over the next week or so. I actually like that for Reed. I think it might mean that he'll just take even more control yeah. of this side. So You'll have to. I think I'd be holding if if you're in that if you're in the Reed Marnie boat, I'd be holding him and and just know that, you know, it's not like everyone else has got this gun unbelievable hooker exactly that they're completely right. stoked with. So no one's overly happy at Hooker. I don't mind it. Another question from him. With Origin Looming, I have Hines and Cleary. Who do I trade and who do I bring in? Is half-back a big enough issue to be swapping those guys out?
2: Not now. Yeah. Uh, it, it will be come round 13. I suspect that, I mean, we look at probably the need to sell one of that pairing. I expect Nico to be in around the origin camp somewhere, whether it's starting, whether it's off the bench, or whether it's, you know, 18th man. I'd, I'd be surprised if he wasn't there somewhere. So the shot, he'll miss 13, they They're both miss 13, 16, 19. The Sharks have the buy-in round 17, I think it is. So, Nico would miss two weeks in a row there. Cleary, as we mentioned before, is just a prime rest candidate around that time. So, not only will he miss 13, 16, 19, you'd expect him to be rested at least one game throughout that period. So, yeah, massive case. I won't be moving them until round 13 because you don't need to. You're going to have bigger issues. You won't want to not own them leading up to them. But... Once we get there, someone like Mitch Moses comes into the conversation who plays three major buy rounds. Uh, maybe like someone, Jerome Hughes. You won't play thirteen, but after that, so whether you hold them both for that period or not, the thing is they could both be worth a million dollars at that time. In which case, the missing a lot—that's a lot of money sitting on your bench for you know potentially four or five weeks. They're not playing. So, look, I at this stage I will probably be looking to flip one of them come round. Thirteen, but until that time, I'm just going to sit on my hands.
1: A pretty common question between a lot of people. They're obviously looking um, at the future and what they're going to do at 5'8", which is proving to be a great pain in the ass. Isn't Cody Walker ever? or Dill Brown. Um, Cody Walker's got the hot hand at the moment. Um, a sixty six against Penrith last week in a pretty tight affair. Um, other than that, he's been scoring very very well. I don't. Do, do, do South play round thirteen? They do. They
2: do. Okay are you learning towards, Cody Walker or Dill? I think Dill. Just the really good buy schedule. And Dill, he's scoring well and hasn't done a lot. Like, basing 35, which is very good for a half, for a <laughs> eight. Averaging mid-60s, looks good. Parra's draw coming up. Knights, Titans, Raiders, Bunnies, Cowboys round 13. It's a good draw. I think from having a really difficult draw this season, to still be averaging mid-60s and with that buy coverage at the price, I think he's the man. Cody has been excellent. I just think you're paying top dollar for him now. I think we've missed the boat. Not missed the boat on him, but I'm leaning towards Brown. I thought as well, Dill Brown, obviously, as you said, scored a 67
1: on the weekend. I opened my app thinking he'd be on 30. Yeah. I I don't know where all those points came from or whatever. It was insane. I'll tell you who else I thought was very good that I'll be considering. Sean Lane. He was offloading. At will. Speaking of
2: expecting him to be low, and then he he was like mid to late 60s as well. I don't
1: have the numbers in front of me, but it felt like he had five or six offloads. He was everywhere, Sean Lane. So um, plenty of Parramatta options there uh, to consider. Um, One that you sort of already covered, but a lot of the question from a lot of people, is Eli Katoa a sell?
2: (sighs) I mean, ability-wise, I'm happy to hold him. I, I think he's... Pretty solid. Kiwi, so won't be too impacted or won't be impacted by any origins or any of that sort of stuff. Look, the, the HIA was unfortunate, but he was missing this week anyway. I, I'd i like to hold him longer term, but I, look, I really do need to sit down and work out what happens when team lists come and, and how short I am in certain positions, but tempted to hold, fully understand the sell. You? Um, I haven't. I've never
1: owned him, so I haven't really looked never at him. You've owned
2: Ellie Katawa.
1: No. I went Bryce Cartwright, then I moved him on. Yeah, so, right. There you go. Yeah. Um, what about, we mentioned before, hookers. Not a bad little shout here. Blake Braley is a pod. He's only, His ownership is 1.5%. My worry with Blake Braley is that he's always very close to a 30. I don't know how he's been scoring this year. You've got to stats he's in had front three, of you.
2: He's had three scores under 50 out of six. So yeah, then on shocking. the weekend...
1: Yeah, he, he's one of those guys, a very
2: good footballer, really do like him, but
1: fuck, he can have some low supercoach games when he yeah. doesn't even play poorly.
2: So what was he on the weekend? He scored 65, and he's been playing terrific footy, but he yeah. doesn't quite have – he's basing 45, so solid enough, but yeah, I don't, I don't love him. Yeah, I, I don't think i doesn't play around 13 either. Yeah, and
1: I think that if you're going to trade a hooker in, you want to be trading them in because they're good supercoach players, not because
2: their ownership's low. And the other thing is, there are so many attacking, like so many strike weapons in attack for the Sharkies, namely Nico Hines. He doesn't need to overplay his hand. Whereas that's for someone like Jeremy Marshall King, who has a massive role in attack for the Dolphins. Who play thirteen? I think Marshall King's probably maybe the play there.
1: Yeah. Uh, a question that is weirdly common this week, which I never thought I'd be reading on this podcast: Should I be buying Tautau Moga, coming off a oh hundred and eleven last weekend? <laughs> I'm just going to hand this little overthink out over to you, mate.
2: Saw these questions arising and I sort of had to have a bit of a look into him. As a quick cash grab, sure. What he's had back-to-back, what, 98 and 110 or so. I'm just like, he's 493k. What I'd give for him to be 350k, in which case I'm like, yep, sweet. Look, he had he had three tries on the weekend but didn't have a tackle break which is incredible when I want to say the weekend I mean Tuesday night obviously Tuesday afternoon so I look I'm really happy with my CT dub at the moment I'm currently running Garrick toto Valhomes Joey Manu I've got Taruva on the bench uh, as a very solid fifth CT dub play every chance that there'll be a McLean or a Jenkins or someone who's slot in there who I think will be pretty solid plays as well going forward so it's not the, where I need to be investing money and I, I don't I think he's going to have some very low scores in him. Plus, I mean, what job security is probably okay on, on his form, but you never know what will happen.
1: I'm just reading through these questions and the amount of questions that I think a copy and paste from last week about a cheap front row forward. Oh. Has anything changed on that front?
2: <coughs> Another one that's probably a little bit hard to assess until yeah. things un- unlock and I can sort of have all the numbers in front of me and have time to digest all of it, but Look, not really. There's been a few questions around Couchman. Yep. Well, he got 43 yesterday, 273k prior to you know lockout ending, so he go up a little bit. He had a break even of 15. Round 70 against the Raiders, he had 14 points in 18 minutes. The two weeks prior, he had 51 minutes and 42 minutes, so just seems a bit week to week with Couchman and the Dragons and and their middle forwards and what sort of minutes they are pumping out. So. Look, not for me, but the thing is, this week, that is going to get more and more popular, that question, isn't it? Because no pain hash for a lot of people, no Christian Welch. People will be looking at going, say, Mo or Pelé or whoever it is to someone just to get them through a week. That Look, that's one that... We stay tuned for the next two days and we'll come up with a better answer Mate, another one I, and I haven't had a stack of questions about him but there
1: has been two or three obviously looking at a pod who will feature in round 13. uh your strike center <coughs> Matty timico who we are both mm. huge fans of has looked tremendous this year um a guy that I, I think has improved out of sight and that i absolutely love but is he a guy that you could consider i just Fuck, I feel like there's so much value at CTW with other guns.
2: Yeah, he doesn't have the ceiling there in, in that Raiders side. He's basing 35 a game, which is outstanding. Based 50 against the Knights that wow. game. Um, scored only two tries this season, had one try. Assist. So, look, he's going averaging 57, very solid. I just don't like attacking players at the Raiders. I don't think they've got the points in them. As you said, when I'm going for my CT dubs, players like... Um, Kiraz, Garrick, Toto, Val, they have these 150s in them. I don't think Matty Timoko does. So maybe a sneaky one closer to round 13, but not for me. Would you,
1: a question from a lot of people as well, round 13, are you planning to use a boost that way?
2: Uh, Probably more likely to use one. It'll all depend on how numbers are going. and You really need to assess it. Probably more likely to do it round fourteen when mm. I'm getting rid of players that I only sort of held due to playing round thirteen. So when I'm looking to make that transition in prep for round sixteen and making the moves there, more likely for for round fourteen the week after it. Okay,
1: mate. I think that will just about do us for questions. I think so, mate.
2: Tough gig, guys. Obviously, this week, as we
1: pointed off uh, pointed out off the top, um, that we don't have lists yet or anything. Mm. You guys will so. Take it off autopilot Work it out yourself You will do very well uh, Worth noting as well Mate I just had a look At the New South Wales Cup Lineups for this week um, You've got Xavier Savage Who is playing fullback This week For the Canberra Raiders In reserve grade How do you Bad see news? that Playing out over the next few weeks
2: uh, I suspect that Savage will come in At fullback At some stage For the Raiders Pretty soon Seb Chris will move Probably to the wing For Nick Kotchik Who's out of the wing you reckon yeah. Well, like Croak came in, was rock solid, 1-2 two from 2 In a Raiders side that was battling It seems harsh to drop him Put it this way If they were full strength and Rapana and Kotchik were on the wings I think Croak would probably get dropped but Due to no fault of his own But I think it would probably be Seb Chris at centre with Timoko But Kotchik has that hammy injury So I believe he'll be out I reckon Rapp will come back in on one wing for Wadi. I reckon Chris can play on the other wing and then Croke station at centre. When Savage does come back, yeah. And then when Koch comes back, there might not be a spot for Croker. But that's probably the way I see it. A bit of a guessing game, but... For my
1: draft purposes, which side does that put Seb Chris on? Left or right? Uh, Rappin will come in. He play, Does he play left or right?
2: Sort of. would be all over a shot. It, it depends what side Chris would pretend and yeah, okay, p- right. prefer. So prefer. We'll, we'll see. How okay, sweet.
1: Um, all right, mate. Captains this week (laughs) Without having team lists Or anything to go off If we're just Vibing out here What are we uh, you obviously got Nico Hines He plays Thursday night um, Against the North Queensland Cowboys At Shark Park I don't mind That little shout there For a VC
2: If Cleary is Playing It's just Lock and load Against the Tigers Do not think twice I disagree Why? If he's
1: coming in under a little bit of a cloud, if they've got Jack Cogger on the bench, he might he might not play the entire game. I, and I mean, it just just because his name doesn't mean he'll definitely play. Yeah, the, that's what
2: I'm saying. I'm like, if he plays,
1: but like that's that's the Saturday 7:30 game. So if he doesn't play, it means then you have to find a captain out of Warriors, Roosters, Dragons, Bulldogs. Does become tough. Yeah, it does. You would have to I, I would assume he won't goal kick this week. I think that'd be outrageous to mm. be goal kicks this week. So, oh, I get where you're coming from. If he's 100, percent he's playing. But if he's it's not, his team,
2: yeah, it's, it's, again, it's a very team pendant. Like if Coggs on the bench, you know that will cause concerns. So look, I'll, I'll be trying to go, yeah, that with Cleary. But Nico on the Thursday night versus the Cows it might just be the straight C option to be honest.
1: Yeah, and I mean, well, the, the <laughs> beauty of this is that if you do go with a Nico VC if your hookers are fucked, at least you've got say, a definite C that you can just chuck up there and take your VC.
2: You get a free crack at, at the yes. stiffer. So yeah. that, that's the upside to that, yeah, the hooker scenario, as you said. So potentially. But, yeah, look, and let's say one of the hookers do play and we have a hooker there and you don't have a free VC loop crack. I'm very content with a straight C on Nico Hines. Yeah. Uh,
1: Turbo against Manly uh, – Turbo against the Gold Coast, if he is named at Brookvale – I still wouldn't have the balls to do it just based on how he's looking at the moment. Not on
2: with injury, yeah.
1: Yeah. What about Manu against the Warriors?
2: don't mind it. I don't mind. it. I
1: mean, yeah. As much as we're all complimenting the Warriors and how good they're conceding a lot of points.
2: Well, there, there's probably your play if if you do want to go with clearing, you need someone on the the weekend, isn't it? You just go Manu. I will tell you what, Manu
1: as well. I'm ex- oh, the Warriors will be without Jazz. Tohu Harris. Chance will probably be out. This Chance will be out, I think. Fuck yeah. How rough is that on the Warriors that they got scheduled to play Anzac Day, which is completely fair they play on Anzac yeah. Day. But then they schedule their magic round game on the Saturday, which is 11 days after their Tuesday. So anyone with the cat won last They're night. Miss them both, eh? Miss them both. You yeah, ha- you have to get a special exemption, which I don't know. If I'm the NRL and I've come this hard on yeah. concussions and everything, am I going to allow exemption? It the
2: purpose, doesn't it?
1: Why wouldn't you give them the Sunday game? Yeah. It's outrageous. Wow. Not to mention, the Warriors played the Melbourne Storm last night. Who do you reckon they play in the next two weeks? Roosters. Roosters and. I don't know. Penrith. Yeah. Oh. So they gave them Melbourne, <coughs> Roosters, Penrith three weeks in a row. Not three weeks in a row, 11 days. And then in round two, before the Warriors had t- had time to point out that this is fucked, they then brought in that 11 day rule. <laughs>
2: <laughs> they can't take it. Can we through. help the Warriors? They're doing can, can we can do they anything can for them? To be competitive this year. Fuck. Speak, poor old Torhu Harris as well. We mentioned front rowers. Like, Torhu looked a great buy with coverage around that just been out. He's gone in. Do, do we know the severity of that? Poor bugger. Uh,
1: I think it was an MCL. Oh, six to eight. Yeah. Uh, and as soon as he went down, I thought, "Oh, this might make Jazz interesting. Then he hobbles oh. off as well. So
2: um, Interesting. How bad was uh, Jazz, do we know? Uh, no, I'm not sure. Freddie Lussick, 276K hooker. Could be an 80-minute hooker. I, um...
1: I've never been the biggest Freddie Lussick fan but fuck he played well last night mm. I was very that's probably the best game of footy I've seen him play I think yeah I mean sneaky one when's Wade Egan and back? what's his situation do we know
2: well he was he was the HIR he's had a few head knocks so it'd mm. only be if he was out longer term but I, I believe he's probably back pretty soon so yeah you're right yeah, you're yeah.
1: feel for those warriors um, alright mate is that us done and dusted I think so, mate. Now we have also got the uh, the weekly winner for this week, uh, who is Kyle, who coaches the Orange Pulsers. Now, does that mean that we are Is lockout done? Now we're done. We're done. Thank okay, God. let's start the episode. How Here we go. Welcome back to All right, well, all right, Mitchie. Um, all right, let's have a look at <laughs> ranks this week. Might have to might have to play this episode in reverse. Join the Navy.
2: Shit. I dropped out of the top
1: 10K. Good. Just You deserve 10, that. 10,500. 10,500? Right. 10, yeah. What am I? I went up 7,000 time at 18K. All right. We're starting to get back into it. Getting there, mate. Not bad. We're getting bad. there. Not We're bad. Getting there. Um, all right. Now, is there anything, now that we have got it open, mate, is there anything you want to have a quick look at on the fly? Whether it be. Mate,
2: don't do not do it to me. I, don't I, do don't, it to I'm,
1: you? I'm still recovering from it. Don't do it to day. you. All right. I will just get up the weekly winners. So if you are a weekly winner and you've waited this entire episode, to hear me talk about it in the last eight seconds, credit to you. Uh, we'll have a look at where we're sitting. So, in the top 10, we've got three of them. We've got the X Man. Now, I actually got a message about X. Mm. Did you get a message, right? I any have got a message
2: about X, yeah.
1: But apparently, it's uh, someone that's well known to all of us. Yeah. Someone well known yeah. in the Supercoach yeah, community. Yeah,
2: community. Something like that, yeah. I love, I love that, everything about that.
1: Yeah, I, I got given that on a note in a car park in a dark place, <laughs> So I absolutely love that. So the X is leading overall in Super Coach and coming first in our comp. Just a reminder to you guys, if you do win the Bees and Break Evens League, 353 $5,000. $5, and if X is a club member, T-Rex, Tony... <laughs> T-Rex. Say T-Williams. Uh, big Tony Hayek has put up another $500. So 5500 Could that be Xavier Savage? Would that be the X-Men?
2: I would say more than likely. More than likely. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so big money up for grabs there. And our weekly winner this week, Kyle, who coaches the Orange Pulses, Uh, he scored 1,325. Unlucky to the guy that finished second. That's also in our group who scored two less points.
0: So oh. hopefully he
1: wasn't a guy that played Isaiah Kartoa. That has cost you a football and a hat. Cost me top 10,000, Unlucky, bloody I could tell one. Can't win them all. Uh, so, Kyle, uh, coach of the Orange Pulsar, if you are out there, mate, send us an email, beersandbreakevens at gmail.com. Going to send uh, the last few weeks prize winners out today, so make sure you reach out to me ASAP, please, brother. Um, mate, are we done and dusted? Anything else Done you want to and touch dusted. On? on to the next. I can't wait for next week when we've got team lists and everything. It's going to be unreal. So, all right, guys. Uh, also, Blue Wealth Property tomorrow night. They've got their webinar, or you can in attend mm. in real life. IRL stands for in real life. Timmy. You're a hip on that. Uh,
2: yeah, e- e- even as a married man, you're still hip. Yeah, I can
1: still shake with the best of them. Uh, <laughs> Thursday, 27th of April, that is tomorrow night, 6.30pm. You can hit the link in the description. If you cannot find the link or it's not there or whatever it might be, reach out to myself or Timmy and we can send you in the right direction. 630 You can either go to the Blue Zone, which is the Blue Wealth Property Headquarters out mm. there at Homebush, or you can be online for the webinar. Click on the link. That's rent festing. And uh we obviously had had the great morts, it feels like weeks
2: ago since he was on.
1: We had him on <laughs> earlier this morning, uh, explaining what rent vesting is and what that's all about. So very exciting times. That'd be
2: awesome, mate. Yeah, so tune into that one. I I'll be doing it myself. So you, know, you want to live somewhere, you can't afford it, you rent there, buy elsewhere, we're, we're basically Tony and Blue Earth, tell you to do it. Yeah. I know what they're
1: doing. Go on, listen to them. Guys, make sure you go grab yourself a case of bloke in a bar this week too. Uh, we won't give you too much of an announcement, but Magic Round, myself and Timmy will, will be up there. Mm. We'll be at the Caxton on Saturday night with uh, Kempe, Maddie, Tom, Eddie, uh, all the bloke crew up there from meet and greet at the Caxton. I believe that'll be upstairs. That should yep. be
2: a wild little evening. I think, it's about one, I think the plan's roughly 1 o'clock on the Saturday. 1 o'clock Saturday, Come yes, along you're right. Saturday. Sing for you, Frost.
1: Tell a few lies. It'll be unreal. Yeah. And then uh, we're not sure where, but Friday, myself and Tim, we will be getting a beer somewhere and we will let you know where it is if you want to come along. Yeah. Not a show, not a meet and greet. It's a come and have a beer. Come and meet us. If well, it's an like. excuse
2: to drink beers. Yes. So we will
1: not along. be buying any of them. You will be. <laughs> so know that going in, but we will let you know where we'll be. And if you are at Magic Round, make sure you come and say hello. It's going to be a uh, crack. I can't wait for Magic Round. Yeah. Timmy be belter. I'm so sick of airports, but I'm keen as fuck <laughs> for that one. It feels like the last hurrah. All right, guys. Uh, link for Blue Wealth Property is in the description. Please go check it out. Sign up. Even if you're not, may- maybe going to utilize it right now. I guarantee you it will come in handy in the future. Yeah. For sure. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us once again. Sorry about this week. Bit of a shit fight is what it is. We'll be back next week. Bigger and better. And should we stay in here? I've got a feeling
2: about yeah. it. Oh, boys.
1: Cheers, guys. See you next
0: week.